Hello, hi. Welcome. Hi. I'm Hello. so excited. Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to OK Work, where we bring the shade, the politics, and the couleur. Mm-hmm. My name is uh, Miss Rachel Justice. Uh, you can call me RJ if you're nasty. <laughs> my name is Coco Verdose, and you can call me Coco if you're calling me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, over here we have Miss Shady Beach, and you call me Miss Shay. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's very particular about her name. She's not kidding. I come with the man. <laughs> She's got her brown, and she's sticking to yeah, it. Mm-hmm. I have it certain is. asks of everyone, <laughs> <laughs> and that's you come correct. I mean, with a wig like that, <laughs> oh, yeah. who the can wig, blame the her? Face, the body. Yeah, I mean, survey. <laughs> I don't want to make this about me. <laughs> I know. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> how, the, how the hell did that happen? It's, it's Leo season. <laughs> Well, sh- you know what? Um, a shout out to all our Leo folks. You're welcome. It is, it is Leo season. Y'all are so it's hot girl summer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hot. It's real hot. Yeah. It's 31 <laughs> degrees right now. It's in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you lifting your chest like you got boobs? <laughs> <laughs> She's living the I'm fantasy. Sorry, like... you. Don't police me and how I need to block She's a, my body. <laughs> She's a woman. <laughs> um... Yeah, so if you're you're here, then you probably know either one of us. Um, That's probably the only reason why you're listening. Let's, yeah, well, <laughs> probably trying or to see if you can Or maybe you don't know any of us, and you just stumbled upon this, and you're thinking, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and to that I say, you're welcome. <laughs> um, to preface this, I mean, uh, if you're audio listeners, we are in full drag. This is true. We are in full drag. Uh, we got glitter beards. We look we got, expansive. We expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, we are feeling our oats, all of it. So <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of our ni- our niche. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, you could uh, it's part of our niche. Well, we got other yeah. Well, oh, there's a lot. We of got things. other niches in our niche. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on on YouTube, where you can clock our looks. Let's let's talk a little bit about where OK Work comes from and like, why are we here? <laughs> uh, me and Miss Coco had joked uh, in a video chat conversation about making a podcast. And while someone might have said no one would listen, uh, we Who said, said well, someone who's someone that will he, not be named he shall not be named he shall not be named <laughs> lord voldemort <laughs> that white man um white. and so you know okay work the name it mm-hmm. kind of comes out of also uh, even in that video chat I kept saying, okay, work in response to like, as just like a shutdown. And so the reason why we've called mm-hmm. this okay work is because when we say okay work, we actually have opinions and thoughts, <laughs> but we're just like, you know what? I don't have time. I don't have energy. You're not worth it. So okay it work. Right. Mm. That's why we've called the podcast okay work. Cause it's like, oh, amongst ourselves, we can have the conversations that we want to in the way we want to. Um, and not be fucking police. Not be police. Not Tone have, police. not have some whack intervener come in with whatever opinion they have that is an opinion and merely that uh, <laughs> not a very great one yeah. mm-hmm. people have lots of opinions and maybe you're listening and you'll have an opinion okay work uh, <laughs> yeah. 
you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's like that that why why we even made the podcast because I think even individually each of us experiences trying to speak on things and there's always someone trying to speak over us. There's always mm-hmm. someone trying to speak at us because of what we say, and so it's like a space for us to be like, you know what? Let's actually speak, and that's also why we're doing this in drag because. I would say our drag personalities are not very different from our normal personalities. I, I, I feel like it just emboldens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like if we're already at ninety, we just click that other ten percent. Like yeah. now, y'all are getting a hundred and probably even more than that. If you're listening, you're probably like, "Geez, y'all are a lot." That's because we crank this up a little bit just because we're in drag. We look expansive. <laughs> so well. yeah, that's that's uh, okay work for you. And to be clear, I think for the listeners, when we say like you know we come from different backgrounds like we do like in our individual lives do come from different worlds and do different kinds of work right Mm -hmm. i like i'm in social work law student and like i'm i write like that's me racial justice if you want to (laughs) explain who you are (laughs) outside of racial justice yeah i feel like the name kind of describes um yeah i mean uh in the outside world, out of drag, I am a tattoo artist. Uh, I go by Vegas. I do a lot of anti-racism, decolonial work within the industry, mm-hmm. uh, but also I'm a child welfare abolitionist, prison abolitionist, organizer. I hate the really feel like the term activist is so like well, feels like it's been co-opted to it's turn into stolen. some fuck. Yeah. It's been like a brand now. Yeah. Um, it does sound like yeah it's like the sort of thing you see on like half of the twitter bios yeah like everybody has i'm like you can't all be activists (laughs) like so why are we still here yeah yeah. where's liberation (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i feel i feel like more like community organizer i I would more ascribe to um that's it's kind of my bag what about you Um, so i uh am a graduate student i'm a phd candidate at the university of toronto i'm a neuroscientist um and uh i do a lot of teaching at the university of toronto and i've over the years have felt more and more um disillusioned and by academia Mm. and sort of all the um various ways in which it is uh uh, not equitable mm. and yeah. uh, very elitist white and supremacist. white supremacist that part. And, homophobic and yeah, homophobic all of the above all of it the, the, the university said I will do all of it mm. apparently <laughs> <laughs> okay work to make clear I don't know if folks heard uh, racial justice um, but if you haven't figured out but the themes or uh, how we're going to speak about certain things is within, you know, the politics, the shade, because we're funny and we're, we're witty. Uh, are we funny? Is it, we're fu- funny. Is I mean, it I, no, cool to call yourself no, funny? We're, no, uh, screw it. This is our podcast. We're funny. If you're listening, we, you we know we're funny and that's why funny. you're listening. And I if you're mean, not listening, then uh, that's no problem. But, you know, we're, we're, we're shady. You know, a lot of the conversations we have on the ones is very political or politicized. Um, and you know, and we bring the cooler, and it's spelled with a Q. Um, and that would be and because, the vape, apparently. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the vapes. The <laughs> um, she's a vaping queen. <laughs> and we got plumes around us. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> RuPaul had to add a full filter to their first season. I'm just bringing oh, the vape oh right God, on I'm the crying. spot. I'm crying. Thank <laughs> you for your fracking support. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Fracking jokes will never get old. Yeah, we're definitely. 
going to be, uh, you know, in some conversations, politicizing things like pop culture, mm-hmm. talking about day to day things that are on our mind. Um, podcasts will ultimately be released once a month. I think it's pretty much what our capacity is at mm-hmm. this point. That's the plan. So every episode, we're going to start with an acknowledgement, um, which essentially just means that we are going to discuss current events, uh, primarily politicized events, social issues that are pressing or that we feel needs to be highlighted uh, more. Um, And this episode's acknowledgement actually goes out to the incarcerated uh, folks out in um, most of the prisons right now in Ontario, Um, but to uh, Lindsay and Maplehurst. The incarcerated folks, criminalized people in those Mm -hmm. detention centers have always been activists, Mm -hmm. have constantly organized within that institution in such a majorly important way. Mm-hmm. Um, they are currently organizing right now and they're being uh, silenced a lot of uh, within the prison. <clears throat> they're not uh, able to contact uh, uh, specific family members, mm-hmm. um, specific organizers, especially organizers that have helped them or helped folks in the past uh, information share. Um, so these folks also, you know, with everything going on with COVID are also in these ultimately always dehumanized settings and, um, disgusting situations, but specifically with COVID has enhanced the way that the folks are actually not, um, living in, they're not living great. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's even more precarious and it's it's very clear that these prisons are not willing to, even ensure the safety like listen safety can have their personal opinions and i probably disagree with you if you think that someone deserves to be incarcerated but um incarceration does not mean that you should be put at further risk in certain kinds of ways and especially amid something like such as a pandemic global pandemic right and you know these are folks that frankly in a prison you can manage and they're just refusing to take certain safety measures for the benefit of not only the people that work there but the Mm -hmm. people who are forcibly housed in those spaces um, and that's a, a, a lot of the organizing is also in response to the conditions are being put under through yeah. the pandemic that have w- they've always experienced, you know, lack of health, um, lack of health, AC, you know, it's summertime, they have no AC, food, the way that they're being piled on top of each other mm-hmm. in large spaces, um, in is- isolation. Um, and we're also talking about a lot of folks who are migrant mm-hmm. newcomers. Yep. So this is immigration detainees. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we want to acknowledge um, the work that's being done within the prisons. Um, acknowledge uh, the folks that are putting themselves and their lives at risk on, honestly, because they have to. Mm-hmm. They could they could not, but ultimately, it's survival or yeah. it's or yep. it's just ultimately death. Yep. Um, and and they're choosing survival. Yeah. The reason why we're doing these acknowledgements is we might not get into these issues uh, within our podcast, but we want folks to go and do the work to support and uplift and pay attention to these issues that we are not necessarily going to take up space. And the current podcast episode that we're doing, that doesn't mean we that doesn't mean we'll never talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just we want you as a listener to pay attention to the to these realities, um, whether that's you go read, follow the account that racial justice is about to tell you. 
sense. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think it's fair to say that all of us here are pri- prison abolitionists. Yep. We yep. believe in, we don't believe in reform mm-hmm. or, you know, or defund. De- we wa- a defund defender. No, we are definitely an abolish mm-hmm. first and prison abolitionist. Um, and I feel like the organizers within these uh, prisons are also mm-hmm. prison abolitionists, but all, but you know it as folks who are not within this institution currently and being affected by what's going on it's very easy for me to be like abolish or nothing and it's like no there are uh specific demands that need to be met Mm -hmm. um and that's important to recognize especially when we're talking about um vulnerable or marginalized uh folks so the instagram you can go and check out is the toronto prisoners rights project all one word they have been um keeping an open line of communication and updates and <clears throat> as well as organizing uh, marches and protest. Uh, so if you want to go and check out what they're doing or support them, uh, that's what it is. I think we'll also uh, put a link somewhere mm-hmm. on one of our social media or all of our social media platforms. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, for the episode description, um, we'll also be putting any sort of pertinent or relevant links for that given episode. Um, so yeah. just look out for it. All right. So, Miss Coco, what's she salty about? Well, there's a lot to say about this one situation. So, uh, science Twitter is uh, up in arms currently <laughs> about this, uh, this <laughs> understandably, about this ridiculous paper that just came out, a uh, <laughs> research article in a very high-ranking peer-reviewed journal <laughs> called PNAS. PNAS. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like something I I haven't seen in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I would say same, but it's Leo season. (laughs) Change that. (laughs) Hot girl summer. (laughs) (laughs) High ranking uh, science journal that's respected globally. And we're like, penis. (laughs) (laughs) And we can't even maintain ourselves. We're like, oh my God, they said dick. Penis (laughs) for proceedings of the National Academy of Science. Yeah, ridiculous. It's like somebody must have been in on, in on that joke, right? Mm. Like somebody young, some young intern went, mm, "No, it doesn't sound like penis at all." He's been around for a long time, though. So this person was like, "This was not Gags. contemporary times." <laughs> but anyways, so um, this paper made a splash on uh, on Twitter. And I'll give you the title of the paper, and that will give you a very quick sense for why. The title of the paper is robust evidence for bisexual orientation among men. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you're probably thinking a lot of Did things. Did you download Grindr? <laughs> Is like that how you figured it's it out? Like, yeah, it's like, um, and so one of the, there's a couple of quotes I have here that uh, give you a sense of, it's like, a, it's a, it gives you a sense of why this paper is really messed up. So it says, this is, this is the beginning, it says, there has long been skepticism among, among both scientists and laypersons that male bisexual orientation exists. Skeptics have claimed that men who self-identify as bisexual are actually homosexual or heterosexual. <clears throat> the existence of female bisexuality has been less controversial. This controversy can be resolved using objective genital responses of men to male and female erotic stimuli. For those of you who are just listening, um, Rachel and uh, and uh, Miss Shady Beach have just their uh, their their faces speak volumes. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure yours do too. Fucking eyes right now. 
they're saying that female bisexuality is less controversial, and so they're not addressing or nor questioning mm. female bisexuality. Okay. They're that they basically are saying that men who bisexual. claim to claim to be uh, bisexual, um, mm -hmm. in their words, not quoting, paraphrasing, um, are uh, usually heterosexual or homosexual, and that here it says. Um, the question whether some men have a bisexual orientation, that is whether they are substantially sexually aroused and attracted to both sexes, has remained controversial among both scientists and laypersons. I'm like, what scientists are <laughs> not, are, who thinks this is controversial? Men can be bi, everybody can be. Well, I mean, arguably, it's it's not new. It's not it's a conversation not. that's new. It's like, folks have always been biphobic, and mm -hmm. especially, like, even with um, men's sexuality, like gay men, yeah. right? It's, uh, it's, totally. it's so it makes sense. Like most folks would rather see lesbians than they'd rather see gay mm -hmm. men. Right. And so to invalidate bisexuality with gay men, it like totally makes sense. It falls so in line. Well, it's like, yeah. And it's basically the argument that they're coming from is that, um, is that uh, bisexual identification reflects non-sexual concerns such as a desire to de-emphasize their uh, homosexuality. And my issues with this are, well, there's a million, but, um, <laughs> but I, I will start with the very, salty with, about what, girl? Um, so the fact, the implication that you need quote unquote objective evidence, um, for a sexual identity or any identity, really gender identity, what have you to be legitimate or valid is like really fucked up. Right. And like, I feel like that's self-explanatory that point, but I think it's actually ethically the most important mm -hmm. problem, like issue with this paper. Yeah. And just for context, they found that surprise, surprise men who identify as bisexual, um, do get hard in response to quote unquote male and female, uh, <laughs> sexual stimuli. Mm. Um, and it's so I noticed that bisexual Miss Coco, Coco said, quote unquote, that might not be necessarily the language that Miss Coco would identify people as. Well, because Say male and female. Well, because this is my issue and I'm going to get to that point right now is that the paper. Uh, my other issue with it is that it's really fucking transphobic mm -hmm. because bisexual men are all people um, whose arousal was essentially they measured arousal by uh, measuring a penile erection, basically whether somebody got hard or not. And that assumes that basically male is based on having a penis and female is vulva and very binary rudimentary fucking understanding that I'm like, these people are, these people got into this journal and it's also transphobic because uh, the stimuli themselves were basically binary as well. Mm -hmm. And so male, female was defined by, again, based on genitalia in a binary sense. And that's fucked up also. Mm -hmm. um, the, so the, basically the authors are assuming that these, uh, these individuals or subjects in the study um, that there that, that it's not even a possibility to the people who designed this experiment that the subjects might be attracted to non-binary sexual stimuli. It's just like 
assumed that the subjects subscribe to the same fucking uh, 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 worldview where everything is fucking binary. And that I find it, it's it's like not something that's explicitly stated, but it's very clear if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's one of my issues with science is a lot of time it's not mentioned. It's not overtly in your face, but it's like you don't need to be that in science to see that there's a problem here. But um, yeah, so... I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts about this? Are you surprised? Michelle? I just, uh, I'm actually bored and a little mm-hmm. disappointed. It's like your fucking uh, analysis you is so time. boring. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you just even, it's so binary. It's intellectually flaccid. It's, well, the intellectually flaccid. Right. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, spending so much time on... It's called sexual orientation. And I think we mm-hmm. might have had a conversation on this once where I said, you know, as a gay man, I'm not saying I feel zero sexual attraction to women. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, as a gay man, for me, whatever sexual attraction I have for people who I, I identify as or identify to me as women, um, I just don't like it's not something I feel like I just it's not I'm driven to act on. Right. So even the premise that they come with. Um, as is if though it, it not only is the as their understanding of bisexuality so bisexuality so transphobic, mm. but also the idea that they're using the fact that someone got an erection as evidence. Well, we could talk about Thank sexual you. assault as right. well. Like just because your body reacts to something doesn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. And that's saying like, and that's what the study is doing, but it's kind but, of a weak. Yeah, no, it's like the fact that you're using uh, a, a physical response, but that does not. That's not. Physical response is not what makes sexual orientation. What? Yeah. Right. Like there's other things that are a part of that, including self autonomy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and and you know and I think the fact that that was how they did this, and even looping back at the end of the day, I'm just like, this is what you spent. Like you got money <laughs> yes, and resources, resources for this. I know. So not only you know what, shame on the people who wrote this damn article. But shame on the people who funded these researchers. Shame on the people who are allowed to consider these people researchers. Mm. Shame on the journal that 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 published these researchers. And shame on the institution that housed these researchers. Are mm. you kidding me? But like, why are we like? You can't be surprised at these institutions. I'm not saying I'm surprised, yeah. but they should all it's feel like shame. Same. Yeah, always well, shame, just, always on a hundred, like mm. just permanent shame. The notion that um, essentially uh, that that thinking ethically and, and and being critical with your ethics is a different thing, a different dimension than, than say, experimental design and science. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, actually, this is a badly, mm-hmm. badly designed experiment, yeah. even from a purely scientific yeah. sense. Totally. So for those scientists and people who, uh, you know, like glorify uh scientists or the elon musks of society those people the fanboys and fangirls of scientists who are problematic to that i say this isn't this isn't this isn't this is a rational argument and also an ethical argument Mm -hmm. and uh, often most of the time they actually go hand in hand Mm -hmm. believe it or not they're supposed to i'm sorry yeah as someone like all of us have engaged in research Mm -hmm. and at an institution you you're you can't do your research without passing what so your research is not supposed to be unethical it is like for example this article this is unethical but your research is already supposed to be ethical also i'm just i'm i guess it's uh, yeah fine 
but one could argue it's science. So science, I mean, I don't know what the fucking process is for science because it could mm-hmm. be always controversial. Yeah, I feel yeah. like if we're talking about things like that, but I guess for me, it's like, what was the goal? Exactly. It just ultimately mm-hmm. sounds like it was meant to be on it. There's like a very clear um, agenda. Exactly. You know, a transphobic agenda, biphobic agenda, or, you know, even if it's not, it's inherently those things, but it's like, but then what was the point? The, the point? What are you telling us? Are you us? trying to say that bisexual people exist? Well, welcome to fucking wow. Wow. We, we, we okay. do that. Yeah. <laughs> we do that already. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? And I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's not that I have a problem with, um, say the methodology because there's been a million other papers that have used that methodology but it really is a matter of the premise that your research is 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 based upon what what is the argument well the the first section of the paper is essentially saying oh it's contentious whether bisexuality exists in men and it's like is it really though and and i I understand lgbt LGBT. what do you think the b stands for it's just so interesting how in every aspect of sexual identity that biphobia runs so rampant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's transphobic and biphobic. Yeah, they um, often go hand in hand. Hey? Well, one hundred. Well, yeah. uh, it was interesting. I saw something on Instagram that was talking about how pansexuality is actually an eraser and is quite violent. Yeah. Right, because it invalidates too. bisexuality, mm-hmm. and then it also invalidates transness. Yeah, right. So it's like, are these the same people? Like, who are trying to. Yeah. Well, and, it, and essentially, I remember I saw the post, and essentially, but like the creation of pansexual and the intention people are saying right. behind it, mm-hmm. it's like, well, then you're saying that bi people are are transphobic, and that's not it. It's, yeah, right? right. Like, like, and that's actually like people who are bi disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm gonna run down a couple more. Like just things what? that really irk me about this that have made that me very salt, salty. Salty. Fos- salty. Very salty. 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 Sorry, salty would you say? called for fes- phosphate buffer salt. So <laughs> well, I was literally, phosphate I was going to say. Phosphate buffered saline. Yes. Po- yeah, I do phosphate work with buffer PBS saline. very often. I can, I can barely say it. The phosphate buffer Pho- I'm, I'm reading it from here. It's, phosphate it's, buffer saline with coconut I'm not dose. corrosive, but I am salty. <laughs> not basic either. Well, to be determined. Oh. Is she shady? Yeah, I know he's taking shots. Beach. All right. <laughs> so, Speaking of which, <laughs> I think uh, Shady Beach said this: the idea that um, I get, I actually get that they didn't want to rely on self-reports because in science, if you can have an objective measure, that's nice. But general, and, and general arousal, it can be in this case an objective measure. But what are you actually measuring? What are you? What is it telling us that somebody, if if you're saying that there's a there that it's a one-to-one relationship between being uh, aroused or being uh, being hard uh, if you have a penis, and that means that you uh, that one-to-one relationship between that and your sexual orientation that's ridiculous because even they acknowledge that actually with women you can't do this sort of experiment like there's no uh, uh, analogous measurement mm-hmm. and that with women response to whatever stimuli are it's it's less predictive of it, it doesn't mm-hmm. correlate with and so they acknowledge that with a 
a lot of subjects, it doesn't fly. It doesn't mean anything. Like mm-hmm. You can't do those measurements and then have mm-hmm. any predictive power on how that person, what their orientation is or how they self-identify. So then why is it that with men, you're like, yeah, but with men, it works. It makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like, well, it's is it really valid then if like... Cis, and specifically, I think it's clear to say, uh, it's important to say cisgender men, right? Precisely. Like That's why like, I, I think it is important to intervene and say... Like even like uh, um, if you're listening and not watching, I when when you said objective, I did air quotes. Yeah, because it's not objective. It because is even your measure in itself is transphobic. Precisely, it's not a, it's not an Precisely. objective measure because you didn't include men who have vaginas. Mm. Exactly, and that's right? why one of my first points mm-hmm. was that even the choice of subjects mm-hmm. where they just say they're bisexual men, they never use the word cis, they never mm-hmm. use the word trans, they never mm-hmm. mention. So it is. Assume that the reader reader will just be like, well, yes, men are, that means cis men. That's why I'm just so confused of what the the general Mm. point of this research was. And who, do you know who the researchers were? Yes. So Michael Bailey, who I believe is in Illinois, who uh, has problematic and transphobic research uh, in the Mm. past, too. So this is not new. But here's the interesting thing. And I really think this is actually. Makes sense. This is an interesting point, though, to me. It's for um, nothing. It's to peddle his own political views or his own, I, I, well, transphobic, problematic, mm-hmm. and dehumanizing. Right. Views. I mean, this is the interesting thing: is that the study was funded uh, uh, by the American Institute of Bisexuality, the AIB, um, which Wait, is. Hold on. There's an institution. <laughs> yeah. Y'all had to have an inst- Y'all really that fragile? But who, they funded it. Yeah, and they to their it. detriment, they, they were like, I, "Hold on." No, but you know what? But it wasn't. But this is the thing, and this is where those people shame on on these uh, on this institute that I guess claim that, and I say I guess I guess claims to be queer because you use someone that's transphobic yeah. and frankly biphobic, whether you understand it or not. You use them to validate yourself. Because at the end of the day, the results are to say you exist when you didn't need to. Right. So further shame on you. Okay, yeah. so now I mix. Yeah, so it's, now it's, it's clocking why. Because I'm like, why would they? Fu- this is supposed to be strange. queer people. I mean, what the fuck are queer people doing? But it makes sense why they did this research. It's yeah, I literally mean, to further the because they're fragile. Yeah, well, it's well, strange. Well. <laughs> it's strange, but it's uh, it's 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 worth noting for sure. And 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 I can't help but shake off the thought that what are the implications if they hadn't found. That uh, that the subjects were uh, measurably quote unquote hard uh, or aroused by both stimuli, you know, the binary male female stimu- mm-hmm. sexual stimuli. Like, would the conclusion of the paper have been, and therefore, bi men are delusional? Like, yeah. like what the <laughs> fuck, right? Like, 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 like it's like nice it's just that- something fundamentally mm-hmm. so fucking. It just does not sit right with me about the stimuli thing. It's just like yeah, what the way the- that the body reacts. It's like that's just so sometimes. Most a lot of times it's not controllable. Right. It, I don't feel like that's like valid. No. Like, and I don't mean to get dark, but it's like the point that I was making before. Like people get assaulted. Yeah. And get stimulated. I, I mean, I guess like it's not really the point of what you're talking about, but that part really bothers me. Yeah. Because like that's your point of measure. It's like, weird. It's a weird method. I actually know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know that, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's yeah, not it, this- like it, like like it's also it's also it also using the measure of arousal and itself right. is engaging an aspect of rape culture. Right. Right. Which is to say because someone is aroused, 
they liked it and wanted it. Right. But exactly. Yeah, that's, I was, like, it took and me a second to click to what you were saying, and now I understand. And so you've used that as your objective right. measure. Well, thank God um, somebody gets it. I'm like, no, I'm not off this. Honestly, it makes sense. It took me a second to figure it out, but now I see what you're saying. Like, it's not, it's not like, so you've used uh, uh, what in another space being rape mm-hmm. culture, you've used a, a part of what is an aspect of rape culture to be your objective measure right. to yeah. validate, yeah. again, the, the existence of bi people like uh, it's which it, we and, all and, knew and this, this, this child is a whole ass journal about lgbt what the yeah. fuck do you think the b is about <laughs> what? i'm so it's confused bitches <laughs> they said lesbians gays bitches and trans folks i mean i, I so mean for us <laughs> i'm just like damn i guess i guess i'm the b <laughs> like the, the funny thing uh, i guess uh, uh, as we kind of uh uh, uh, end this segment. One of the things oh, you that got, you got some time, girl. Oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Lovely. Well, um, <laughs> one of the things she's, she's still salty. Well, so there's a lot. There's I have a lot to say. Um, the notion also that like uh, everything you said, but also the idea that um, we're measuring arousal that way in a lab setting. <laughs> Is like from the limitations and confounds of this like <laughs> article of like, well, I don't know that I would get hard, hard. that easily. Okay, in the lab. Oh, you're we're gonna the watch mic. you. You're into the mic. Yeah, because we're gonna watch you sit in a room, and we're gonna put on porn, and we're gonna watch you, and we're just no. They have like a hard. thing like wrapped around their dick. Oh, so it's a, it's an, a, it's a, it measures no, ac- it reliably. I would, be, I would be so uncomfortable. But that's weird. But it's like, it's and intrusive. I'm sure you have controls, you have controls and whatever, but it's like still the context. Actually, is, what is this device? Wait, what? What's it do? I don't know what it's, what it's called right offhand. Like, the, I can imagine the very weird use. I on OnlyFans. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I'm sure that's some people's kink. And honestly, like, go for it. I can imagine that being hot but not in the context of this paper in a <laughs> laboratory setting that's fucking weird but that's yeah transphobic if, and frankly biphobic but okay work yeah, yeah. yeah. just like the other funny ish although fucked up but like funny thing is can you imagine the people who like came up and did this work and published it went through all this work for this silly silly paper what did the porn look like? That they, what are these that's sexual stimuli? Because, because it can also be kink based as well. Like depending on the kind of porn, like I don't know if that's where you're going with it, but it's like depending on the kind of porn that you're putting on. Well, they're probably like it putting maybe have nothing to do with sexual or gender, or the gender right. but yeah. it's really just I'm really into what's going right. on right now. And it's oh, like, they're getting spanked, right? Emphasis on they. Because listen, I could be watching non-binary gay, people exist. I, I could be watching gay porn, and I might not get hard because the writing is boring, the acting is annoying, and no, like, so you watch gay porn for the writing, okay? <laughs> Um, no, but listen, <laughs> I didn't know listen, that. We, yes, we I, talked about this. We, we talked about, talk about it. I'm just fucking Shady, Shady's literally an intellect through and through. If like, you're not intellectually stimulating me, I'm not even with you, bro. Well, and for me, I'm just like, you know, watching the porn. If all I'm here is, I'm just like, uh, I'm turned off. Like, why are you doing this? So uh, even as you're saying the objective measure or right. yeah, as well yeah. as what you're saying, like, Depending on uh, on what it's about, I might be sitting there being like, "Listen, I'm attracted to men, but this is awful acting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sorry, I don't enjoy My your Sean Cody boys, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the sentimental part of me kind of feels like, and as a scientist, frankly, I feel like sometimes people um, 
look to science for uh, types, certain uh, types of validation mm. when it comes to things that are very personal or for communities who are marginalized or what have you. And that's really unfortunate. And I really think that it's our, I, I genuinely believe but that this, it's... See, but this is the argument that I think that the conversations that we have often is, is why there's people that are anti-vaxxers. Mm. Is why people that are, are flat earthers. You don't trust science. Science is... Um, has always been problematic. Science said, are you a slave that tries to run away? Well, well, science, well, science said black people weren't humans, mm-hmm. right? And, and, sure science, did. And, and science did a lot of other, well, with women, mm-hmm. right? I mean, eugenics was like mainstream, mm-hmm. not right. that long. It, and it was like You're literally, it was here in respect- Canada were eugenicists and they said indigenous women shouldn't be allowed to give birth. Right, like, sterilized. So mm-hmm. it's like... The, <laughs> Science has been allowed to function in the way that it has, yeah. like mm-hmm. a- almost ultimately uninterrupted. I feel like it's really interesting. Yeah, there's like, a, a, can I agree that there's like um, a rejection of it that could be problematic? Like, you know, for folks sure. that are like, COVID doesn't exist. And I'm it's like, well, no, yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, it does. And yeah. <laughs> it's just objectively, it's yeah. it's a fact. Um, <laughs> you objectively, don't have to be a, actually objectively. Yeah, this time it's fact. actually like, objective. This is actually <laughs> objectively. Um, but I, I can understand. But it's also, but then you put this fucking bullshit out. And it's like, already you're in a field that is, again, I, I love the word polarizing, but polarizing yeah. and controversial. Yeah. Um, and then you put out some fucking shit like this. Yeah. The idea that just because I'm a scientist that that means or that anybody who, say, for example, is against anti-vaxxers or doesn't think COVID is a hoax, you can value evidence mm-hmm. and still hold the institution of science accountable. Mm-hmm. They, those two things should go hand in hand. Well, and the fact it. that yeah. I need to clarify it is based on my experience that people feel like those things are at, at, at odds mm-hmm. with one another when in reality, in my opinion, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it, like before um, the b- before we're out of time with phosphate buffer saline, um, <laughs> you know, and I five think, minutes, uh, you know, I think even looping back to something, I don't know if you were trying to get to this point, but something that you were, I felt that I was starting to think about, which was, you know, when people look to science also to validate certain personal things in certain kinds of ways, it can be very dangerous. Like, you know, mm. people can love this song, but this whole born this way bullshit, mm. um, like, th- like whether you like it or not, that whole song is essentially what this whole research is. Yeah. Whoa. Born this way. <laughs> right? Baga is shaking. Right. <laughs> and, and it's not, it's just not it. Right. It's just not, it's just not, Again, objectively, if yeah. queerness looks different across space, place, and time, then to say I'm born this way in these kind of ways just doesn't make sense. Mm. Like people who believe in this born this way um, so so heavily um, are also tend to be the same people who refuse to question certain kind of quote unquote preferences yeah. that they have when it comes to who they're attracted to. Um, those uh, those are often racial preferences yep. that they say. Well, I'm just I'm just I am just the way that I am. Well, when you only watch Sean Cody porn, which is just a bunch of white gay men, <laughs> yes, and that's what you watch growing up, and then I'm you're in your twenties you and you're only just that's dating huge. white men that look like you because you're white and it looks like you're dating your brother. <laughs> Uh, no shade, all tea. Um, 
Big facts. <laughs> you know, um, like, and then and then you say, well, I'm just the way that I am. I am quote unquote born this way. We call bullshit on that, but I want folks to understand that when we're talking about this, and if you're able to get on board about what we're talking about related to this article, which we, if you can agree with us that that's tra- this article's transphobic, it's problematic, it was useless, it was intellectually flaccid, yes. then you need to understand that outside of that article, but possibly implicating yourself, is if you believe in this born this way discourse, I hate to break your heart, but then you are you are implicated in the same problem that we are saying that these researchers are a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to c- connect, just to add to your point, and I'll leave it at that, is that I think a lot of time, as you uh, you were saying, that a lot of time when the people I've spoken to who subscribe to uh, the Born This Way argument for mm-hmm. queerness, um, it comes from that same place. And I think that's kind of how you you, you brought this up. It, it, com- it comes from the same sentiment, which I think is... is well intended, but I, as a scientist, feel the need to 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 clarify that this isn't right. In my opinion, the it comes from a place of wanting validation mm-hmm. from science and feeling like people who might be who might discriminate um, towards uh, queer folks would uh, shut the fuck up if science said, "Well, we don't have a choice. We're this way." And it's like there's something really fucking pathologizing about it. It's like right. even if it was a fucking choice and I wasn't born this way. Like what oh, yeah, the fuck is that? Does that have to do? With, what, what, what come at me? Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, arguments. Jordan people Peterson. like, 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 go, go, get out of the it. fucking bedroom, right? I thought you guys didn't care, and you want everybody to do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. People, people say people subscribe to the born this way argument because they think that if you were born this way, i.e., if it's genetic or if it's nature rather than nurture, mm-hmm. then that equates to it's not a choice, and mm-hmm. in so doing, you're telling people who are prejudiced. Uh, it's not my choice. I am this way. And that's why I think it's pathologizing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that environmental factors or nurture is not a fucking choice most mm. of the time. It's like it's time, not your space and place are not a choice. Yeah. You were born into certain conditions right. or you, you it's like that's not a choice. And so we don't need to argue that it's mm-hmm. just nature. It's both. And that doesn't change the validity uh, of yeah. our argument on our stance. But also, um, why are you appealing to homophobic pe- people to validate your humanity? True. True. Right. Like, right. and I and I think it's about like we've talked about this obviously outside this podcast right. episode one. But mm-hmm. you know, why are you appealing to people who don't see you anyways? Right. Is the, is, is the goal of your work is to make people who don't see you? To have those people make you visible, or are you just, or are you willing to be visible with the people who see you, including your own people? It is, I think, important to think about um, the utility of mm. that approach mm-hmm. and whether it's worthwhile for our efforts. Because, frankly, and I know maybe people will have varying opinions on what I just said, um, but I know that everybody agrees everybody's so busy and our attention spans are short. Are you really going to allot all your efforts and time in something that is very likely not useful? <laughs> like, like, Hey, so these people exist. Everyone went, wait, uh, what? Did uh, you talk about this? It's like, yes, this paper now changes everything. It's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't change anything. And I'm salty about it. And that's how I feel. All right. Well, okay, y'all.
y'all. Get ready for some overcast conditions because Miss Shady Beach is bringing the weather report, darling. Oh, <laughs> oh smooth. I know. Look, she's been practicing her lines. Get red, y'all. <laughs> so um, the thing that I want to discuss um, is not cancel culture, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about how people who fuck up don't want to be own up to their mistakes, don't want to be held accountable, are afraid that they might experience consequence for the things that they do. And so they have to write meek, short-ass letters mm-hmm. that, frankly, the two paragraphs that they, that they write are not even worth Yikes. reading. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the people who write these letters and sign on to these letters are so intellectually obsolete, Oof. let alone flaccid, Oof. let alone flaccid, um, that the, then the, again, the power of the, the meaning economic, social power, uh, political clout that these people might have, um, it, it becomes dangerous. And so I'm talking about, and the letter was actually written by um, mm. a black man um, shame. I, mm-hmm, shame. Black lowercase b. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you know, then you know. <laughs> um, and it's uh, the it's the the letter called a letter on justice and open debate. Um, in in the Harper's Magazine. I'm wary. I don't want to tell people to go read it because I, I I kind of like I don't want this letter to get any more. I guess traffic uh, online. Then why don't you, do you know I mean? read it? Why don't you read it actually? Because yeah. it's not that long. <clears throat> yeah, it's very short. So I'm gonna it's, read it's, it. It's so, boring yeah. as hell. Yeah, it, uh, that's why I said intellectually. It's, it's, boring. Intellectually, for th- I guess it's three paragraphs. My it's bad. The, I don't get the author is Thomas Chatterton Williams. No. So Thomas Chatterton Williams is an American cultural critic and <laughs> author. He is the okay. author of the 2019 book Self Portrait in Black and White. Um, and a contributing writer at the New York Times Magazine. He's a 2019 New America Fellow and a Berlin Prize recipient. Um, okay, unimpressed. Yeah, so we're bored. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> essentially, he wrote a book that probably nobody bought. Um, and then because nobody bought it. because Online sounds, sales. It could right. be purchased as a PDF. Right. <laughs> purchased. They're just like, you could probably just, you don't even have to like go into the dark web to find a free copy. You could probably just like Google free copy and it's there. <laughs> and honestly, you know who's giving a free copy? The publisher. <laughs> <laughs> He writes, our, cult, our, our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform. That's not the demand. Well, some people, but anyway, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society, not, not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration for differences in favor of ideological conformity. As we applaud the first development, we also raise our voices against the second. The forces of uh, a, a liberalism, I don't know what the hell that is, um, our, our, uh, the as, opposite as, of liberalism. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, so he means the What is the opposite of liberalism? The lack either. of is, yeah. All right. Well, why don't you just call it what it is? Why yeah, just just, just say you're upset with. But Robert. why don't you just language it? But, but you I've know, been but seeing that. But, but 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 this is this is what black. But I, you know, I I guarantee this man is straight and cis as well. Even how he's writing um, tells me this. But I actually, you're not naming that it's black radical people that you're upset with. 
Say it with your chest. Well, if you're, you're going to if you're, yeah. if say it, say it with your chest. Well, that's the thing. Because, you say liberalism mm-hmm. and liberals. It's like, uh, uh we I mean, are not the same. Mm-hmm. And, by, and by using this word, a liberalism, he's also trying to mm-hmm. not name who he's speaking to. So we can't speak back. But well, we know who you're talking to. Also, it's like, but like you're talking about white supremacists. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, all these problematic institutions. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just language it? But you won't because you will mm-hmm. inherently align yourself with them. In this you, fucking letter, you you want to shuck and jive for the the massa, and you want to get your you want to get your check, and you're saying that we shouldn't call you up for it anyway. What do you say? What do you say, Shady? Welcome to the plantation. Well, well, welcome to the plantation. <laughs> uh, brought to you by what's this man's Thomas Jefferson? Ch- but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton. Thomas Thomas Chatterton Williams. That was close. <laughs> anyway, so he writes. Um, as we applaud the first development, we also raise our voices against the second. The forces of liberalism are gaining strength throughout the world and a powerful ally in Donald Trump, who represent and I'm anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, who a uh, powerful ally in Donald Trump, who represents a, a real threat to democracy. But resistance must not be allowed to har- harden into its own brand of dogma and coercion, which right winged demagogues. I hate how this man writes, are, are yeah, already sure. exploiting. The democratic inclusion we want can be achieved only if we speak out against the uh, intolerant climate that has set, has set in all sides. The free exchange of information and ideas, uh, the lifeblood of liberal society is daily becoming more constricted. <laughs> um, while, we, while we have come to expect this on, on the radical right, Consensus is, I also want to read, you know what, I don't think I need to read anymore, right? And the reason why I'm not going to read anymore is because I don't think this man's words deserve any more reading than what I've but done. it's also interesting he used radical. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Radical. What is but, your but, fucking, but you say, like... While he, exactly, he's saying, well, this is how, and, and this is my point, What is right? your refusal to language? Who are you... What, what who, does radical right mean? Who hurts you, is why? my question. And well, actually, A black frankly, woman, probably. Well, and it, was probably a, it was probably a black woman or a black queer or trans person or a black gender non-conforming person called this man out for what he is. Mm-hmm. And how he how he acquiesces and loves up on white supremacy and anti black racism and is willing to participate in his own subjugation. Oof. And I'm very sure when he got called out and no one bought his boring ass book that he then write or, or was only capable of writing <laughs> three paragraphs. And you you know me. I say if you're gonna come for me, make it spicy. This is boring. Um, <laughs> Mayo. And 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 folks are, might be like, well, he's not coming for you. He's writing this article. He's still coming for the the ideas that I espouse, which is that we should no longer be in these current conditions of anti-black racism, white supremacy, colonialism, mm. and how mm. those then lead into such things as like cis heteropatriarchy, right? So he he is still speaking at me, even if he's not saying Miss Shady Beach. So I don't think there's any more reason to read aloud what he's written because he's probably just circulating through the same argument so you have jk rowling who sign on and she's been openly and avidly transphobic for some reason in the past few months but i mean she called the chinese character cho chang so that tells us what we needed to know (laughs) i love how you're like for some reason (laughs) what emboldened her but you know i and i say for some reason because i do believe that people like um, J.K. Rowling or Jordan Peterson or these people, if you're someone who's currently or, you know, uh, you know, you've gone through the university campus, these freedom of speechers, they they are saying that they have the freedom of expression and that they're, they're they don't they're afraid of our freedom to respond. 
This is what this article is about. And what I'm sick and tired of is that people like J.K. Rowling and people like Margaret Atwood and people like this Thomas Je Thomas Jefferson person. Uh, I know that's not his last name, but I'm doing that on purpose. Um, but anyway, you know, but I, I and you folks can chime in. Um, on how you feel about this as well. But I'm, oh. I, so firstly, let's, before getting into the content and the impact of this letter, yeah. and I want, uh, in terms you of. You want to also talk about the fact that there was a response? Yeah. So the response letter to uh, this, this uh, intellectually outdated, I would argue, letter, but still relevant because white supremacy. Um, the response letter is titled A More Specific Letter on Justice and Open Debate, and you can find that on the objective. Um, and so in terms of timing, if we're not able to go like in depth into that response letter, I just want folks to go actually and give that letter traction. So, you know, before we get into the specifics of, I would say, the content of the letter itself and the response, just, I, and I think it's important for people to understand, just by way of, and I think is the contention maybe amongst uh, the, us, uh, meaning Coco versus, uh, frankly. Versus. Uh, versus. It's versus. <laughs> Those we are like big versatility, words. but ding, it's Ding, 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 ding. Uh, <laughs> uh <-huh>. um, <laughs> but, you know, just by way of signing on to, and these people can have whatever excuse they want to have, mm. but at the end of the day, your name is attached to this very problematic letter mm -hmm. that essentially is saying you don't have the right to respond. And this letter is essentially saying that we as people who, for example, JK Rowling, who is transphobic, are afraid of consequence. We don't shouldn't be consequence for our transphobia. Mm -hmm. I have the right, I have the freedom of expression. Well, guess what, girl? We have the freedom to respond. The state, well, not that state, um, meaning like the US, but certain states say that you cannot discriminate against trans people in your workplace. So you know that, uh, yeah, in your workplace, if you want to be transphobic, go off. But, uh, but people can invoke the law to respond to you or people can respond to you, name you as transphobic, and tell people maybe don't be proximate to this transphobic person using jk rowling as an example this whole letter and this is why i said this whole letter is a bunch of sad and boring people who refuse to keep updated with what other conversations are happening including i'm going to say noam chomsky oh a white radical socialist where have we seen this before that they are so <laughs> radical Ooh, i'm sorry was it white people who went through genocide through colonialism was it white people who went through the transatlantic slaves trade and so they had some good ideas no i have not read this man i didn't need to black people particularly black women black men black queer and trans people have written about certain ideas around that are and have a relation to socialism that i don't necessarily need to read it a white author's idea of you know what they consider freedom they refuse to stay up to date and in fact they probably took hits i don't know what's happened in noam chomsky's life for him to sign on to this but jk rowling's taking hits for for her transphobia and so this is her double that she's doing the white double down mm -hmm. and this is what these and whether you are white or non-white and signing on to this all of these people are doing the white double down meaning you know you're being white supremacist you know you're being anti-black yeah. problematic and you're doubling down yeah and so for uh, like I think it's important that folks understand, and this is what we're going to get into, is by way of just signing on to letter, just signing on to letter, you are a problem. And you are willing to say that these people should be allowed to be transphobic. These people should be allowed to be homophobic. And so I want to hear. Well, more than just those two. But yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, you know, the list can go on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, arguably, they are the Ill illiberal. Is yeah. that the term? Mm -hmm. They yeah. are the illiberal. Yeah 
folks and that's who they're aligning with uh, the, mm-hmm. which is why i find this whole thing ironic <laughs> right yeah so uh, so yeah so let's i think i'd like to because i mean my my perspective is pretty aligned it's it's aligned and well um arguably yeah so like yeah i don't need to read noam chomsky but mm-hmm. if we're talking in academic circle um and ideas of liberation i like i personally like to explore all ideas in the same way that i explore different cultures who have engaged with um, uh, revolutionary liberation and things like that. Um, so obviously his work was included in my readings. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm not looking to him on black liberation, no. <laughs> but definitely to inform some ideas and to gain uh, knowledge. And I mm-hmm. think just from an ac- like purely academic standpoint that, that he mm-hmm. is like, it's like him and then Karl Marx and like, you know, whoever mm-hmm. else. Um, so, um, yeah, and I also, I ju- again, I guess just to like reiterate the fact that I do feel like the whole thing is ironic. Uh, it's peddling this whole idea that like culture, cancel culture exists mm-hmm. and that there's this idea that like folks don't have a space to articulate themselves or present arguments and you literally just presented something from a the bi institution of blah 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 where they created research on whether or not bi, pe- bi men <laughs> exist. It's like, no, you have... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, space to engage in these conversations but now we're broadening broadening our our perspectives and we are informed more not only uh, historically by folks who have like like obviously like informed us um works of angela davis franz fanon things Mm -hmm. like that um but now we are having different ideas of like everything and your ideas might be coming up and this is why i said the term obsolete for some of some of these people they're becoming obsolete and so rather than actually engage in something they're like and engage in these new ideas and challenge their own ideas about how they think the world should be spoken about and how they think people should embody themselves in the world they double down yeah totally to clarify it's Mm -hmm. not that i uh i wouldn't uh have signed onto the letter myself um, I think the letter uh, has, uh, even though it's short, it uh, is uh, too long considering how little it says, frankly. Um, and I will also clarify these disclaimers are relevant because I think, yeah, I have a lot of things to say about it. And it doesn't mean that I would sign it, nor does it mean that I like that someone like Noam Chomsky, whose work I uh, really admire, um, signed on to it. I wish he hadn't. Um, I will say at the forefront, I don't think that this issue that letter raises is sort of a big pressing issue of our time. But I do believe that inherent to this discussion um, and oftentimes something that we overlook is this sort of like um, teetering between not wanting to validate the notion of cancel culture, which I wholeheartedly agree with because the term has been used mostly by people who are full of shit, who are trying to essentially continue perpetuating uh, a lot of injustices. And yes, it is stolen because, well, it refers to because the term, I guess- Originated from black Twitter. Mm. Yes, exactly. And so, and so, and, and the term oftentimes, if you look up, if you Google cancel culture in quotes, the vast majority of fi- of results you'll find on Google are not are going to be critiques often coming from the center right right far right whatever you want to fucking call it people who are criti- uh, uh, trying to portray um, um, sort of uh, notions of liberation as being something uh, 
radical in a negative sense of the word radical because that's how they fucking see it. Um, Which is interesting, even in that letter, the only time they used radical was <laughs> to describe right-leaning mm-hmm. ideas. Right. My stance is that um, a lot of time these discussions don't go anywhere substantive because folks don't want to validate the notion of cancel culture and therefore they don't want to uh, agree on a definition because if I define it, it means that I'm giving into what the white supremacists want. I disagree with that because there is actually a poll that came out less than a week ago um, in the United States, plurality of voters this is from an article in The Hill, but many other plurality. places reported on it. A plurality of voters say, quote, cancel culture has, quote, gone too far. Do I agree with this? No. I'm saying this mostly for my co-host slash friends. You raised because, your voice really heavy just there. Because, Do I agree with this? No, I don't. I, but, but, but here's the thing. So 46% of registered voters in the United States surveyed agreed that cancel culture has gone too far, while 10% said it has not gone far enough. Um, another 18% said it has neither gone too far nor not far enough. I see you. You keep doing what you're doing. So just for context, because I do think it's important, the survey defined cancel culture using um, the uh, dictionary.com's definition, which is the practice of withdrawing support for or canceling public figures and companies after they have done or said something so considered boycott? objectionable or offensive. Do they mean boycott? So uh, it does sound like it. Okay, so too also it took dictionary.com years oh, sorry for years for them to change the definition of uh fucking racism i mean even the notion yeah of like yeah, things becoming words and when these like institutions when they, decide, when they decide that it's a word exactly. is weird i completely agree yeah but, but yeah. what but what i'm saying is that regardless of um i understand the sentiment behind not wanting to validate notions or mm-hmm. ideas that we believe are harmful i genuinely do mm-hmm. But I also think that if a uh, plurality of people um, think that there is um, uh, some issue with um, how essentially like what their perception is of um, this sort of what the, this definition of cancel culture is and they see a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's I'm not saying that it is incumbent upon every single individual um, to give a shit about what others care about but i also think that it's fair that other people do the work in different ways and it's the onus isn't on uh, it's not my place to tell others that the onus is on you to deal with people like that but i'm saying that even if people the whole point the letter it was stupid but there was strategy behind getting people from across the political spectrum and i know you two based on our conversation yesterday may say they're all the same none of them are really progressive nor radical because they all signed on to the letter and by Mm -hmm. virtue of doing so they're all the same i vehemently disagree with that i think the letter is uh, is meaningless, a, but, but is the, is the letter, is, but no, no, no. it's is the, meaningless. Is the, is the and that's how su- they got. But it. is the letter white supremacist? The letter itself is a white supremacist. I think is that the letter white supremacist. Yes or no? I think not necessarily. I so, think some of the people and, that. And I think maybe that's maybe but I also want to like chime in just really quickly, um, Coco. Is that you? Started prefaced by saying that you don't agree with the letter, mm-hmm. but then actually most of your points were to defend the content no, of the letter. It, I'm not. That's it's inherently fair. defending. If the, I the if if of the that's letter. how it comes across, then I did a bad job of uh, starting. But I'm not done. But you, that's fair. Honestly, that's fair because if that's how it comes across, I'm not 
right. articulating wealth, truly. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not defending the content of the letter, but I'm defending my stance that uh, there's something to be engaged with that isn't in the content of the letter, but just the idea, rejecting the notion of cancel culture outright. I don't want to use that term because it's so fucking loaded and it's used so disingenuously by people. I think boycotting is a good thing. I think holding people accountable is a fucking good thing. I think it's about time that the social media, that's one of the good things about it. I really believe that. But I think that if we're not willing, if we're so unwilling to talk about this, whatever you want to call this phenomenon, um, um, so as to not validate people who are disingenuous or harmful or white supremacist or all of the above. And in so doing, we're not acknowledging that mm, there's a ton of examples of people who support BDS who literally got fired, got doxxed. Those are real things. The people who suffer the most from what these people call cancel culture and what mm-hmm. we may call something else are marginalized folks, mm-hmm. are people who are, are not the people who are the signatories mm-hmm. but just because i disagree with the, many of the signatories and i wouldn't send a letter doesn't mean that there is no that the notion of censorship and the notion of me having posted something a bds uh, aligning sentiment online that there are negative consequences we should reject that Wait, hold on a second but can you clarify the bds boycott divest and sanctions okay. for israel and 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 that's happened and honestly i'm missing a lot of examples but and i just so i want to i want to cut it only because i think it's important not to conflate what are white supremacist colonial responses to organizing and and refusal such as you know someone who supports the bds movement and they experience a white supremacist colonial response to um you know, from the government, or what? Even in Toronto, when we see what happened here with the with the with the the the, the restaurant food share, uh, food uh, um, food vendors, food vendors, right? right. And they and they, they had said free Palestine, and then this shop is getting docks. They got oh, the, you my know God, extremely who docks them. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking not, white supremacist, yeah, but also, but not the yeah. government. No, well, Jewish presenting. But, but yeah. well, the notion, the notion that this is no, no, no. I'm going to stop you right there. Right wingers can no, 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 use no, this to fuck us you right over. There. Well, what I'm but, saying to you is that they've lost because um, they are supplier shop. So they've lost uh, sponsorships mm-hmm. or uh, relationships to business. Uber. But that's not, uh, not cancel culture. But just because it co-opted does not necessarily mean that you then get to have license. And I do mean you specifically. Yeah, fair. And a lot of non-black people and people who are not actually organizers. That and, 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 and that's why even on my own social media, we're not the only black people to say, why are you engaging this? Right? Because w- many black people are saying, why are you engaging this? So what does that tell you when all of you, and I say all of you are saying, listen to black people. You don't like to listen when we tell you to listen. You like to listen when it's easy. And we are telling you, frankly, I don't know why you're engaging in these ways. What's happening? Because to, I what's know happening, censorship. But what's, hap- but what's happening? to? I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh, that's fair. But but we're talking about something such as cancel culture and cancel. I don't care about the term. But you're also like, despite the, the dictionary definition, culturally, Cancel culture is not the same as censorship, government censorship. Mm-hmm. It is not the same. Uh, it's it's it derives from mm-hmm. being from boycotting, but it's it is commun- also just mm-hmm. fundamentally not the same. But mm-hmm. you have a bunch of folks who have published literature. Mm-hmm. For socialism and mm-hmm. anarchism yeah. and um, f- fiction and, and uh, um, telecommunications companies and so on and so forth. First of all, millionaires. Uh, secondly, folks who have never experienced a silencing. J.K. Rowling 
has not been silenced. She's not been divested from. I agree. She's made her money. Um, and but Palestinians have. But but we're not talking. But the, nobody. But, but we're not talking about. But they're not talking. But, 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 but you're. But you're talking about something. Chomsky has written not, many books about Palestinians. But, uh, that's great. But then and he he's a white on, man. But then but he I signed on. That's his lens no, of analysis. But then, no, but then he signed on to a letter where, at the same time, Angela Davis has actively been pro-Palestine, who has lost it. opportunities. But you're talking about a, an open letter. Yeah. Right. That has no bearing on any of us that has no bearing on palestine it has it ha, it's not even radical in its content and still these white majority white rich folks signed on to this letter about silencing on people that, these people are published they are mm-hmm. not silenced they've never experienced mm-hmm. ca- canceled culture in in whatever its context or its definition it's just never happened so and I, and that's why i'm just kind of like but for but, but for me, but I wouldn't sign on to this even if we flipped the narrative mm-hmm. and said to I, sign on for people like food vendors, mm-hmm. um, who has had a, 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 some a systemic um, barriers. It's like, and but no, I I need I need to very much hone in on this, especially for our listeners, to say that people who have power, such as uh, you know white folks who have money, yeah. who can like. Who can shut down a space like food vendors? Yeah. For example, we're not saying these people are in government. Oh, by the way, but the they, police have been harassed. Like it's like yeah, they're not police. Mm, like they have no yeah, protection. Right. But you know, people who actually have institutional power because the institutions willing to engage them because they are white because they have money, and that's why I started preface the writer of this letter was a black man. That doesn't mean he's outside of having certain kinds of institutional power. But institutional sure. responses, yeah. such as what food vendor experience, is not the same as black people and trans people saying, we don't fuck with you. And in fact, other people shouldn't fuck with you. And to conflate those as the same kind of response is bullshit, right? Because it's essentially saying that at a community level and within the periphery of community meaning the most marginalized as you identified yeah. it's essentially saying that we don't get we don't ha- get to consent boycotting started by black people post uh slavery during the civil the rights movement. are very important and very like these dangerous. things right so it, the, the these um divesting from white supremacy um has always been part of activism mm-hmm. and so but i i understand where you're coming from and i get what you're trying to do i think that you're doing it in the wrong context mm-hmm. i think that you're having a conversation that doesn't need to be in context to this letter mm-hmm. however who is going to use this to fit their narratives it won't be progressive radical folks that use this letter mm-hmm. to make these arguments. Right. If we started with with in it with you saying, you know, by 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 even researching if bi people exist, that was dangerous. Right. If you are able to say that that's but those a researchers thing, could have just easily because have for you to as that, a queer yeah. person, maybe that's a closer proximity, so you're able to understand the dangerous nature for that. But maybe for us as black activists, right. as as a part of a people who've actually who were actually canceled and continue to be canceled from humanity, mm-hmm. right. right? Who who are canceled from this idea of humanity? Is it not possible that maybe while you don't hear it, we are telling you to engage these conversations? almost in the way that you are is dangerous in the same way that you were saying the researchers engaging this conversation about bisexuality is dangerous and that is and those are comparable. but you engaged it when you mentioned food vendors as an example 
that's the kind of engagement that I align with. And that's, I think, why uh, Rachel said that we kind of do agree on a lot of it. I really believe that. And that's why I said earlier that I don't want to, I know this segment's about the letter to some extent, but general, but genuinely my views are not a function of the letter. And I would have said this a few weeks ago before mm. this letter came out. I don't well, like falling back. Yeah. I don't like falling back to HR when co- holding people accountable because I'm anti-capitalist. And I think just like how we don't want, I don't want to fall into trying to put the horrible people that I, hate in jail because I don't believe in the prison industrial complex. I don't want to go to the fucking Robin D'Angelo's and the HR department to hold people accountable. And let's not pretend that the stuff that happens on social media falls into the neoliberal trap of using HR and calling for firing of people who are nobodies that what are fucking that? baristas. It, it is dis- disingenuous, I believe, of me to Think of accountability as something that is contingent upon HR departments that I vehemently refuse Mm -hmm. to rely on for um, uh, justice. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's dishonest for me to always say that nobody endures any harm because, well, they still have money. I never consider harm when I think of harm for my friends or for myself. I don't just consider Mm -hmm. financial harm. I think Mm -hmm. emotional trauma is a very real thing. I, I want to be I, logically consistent yeah. in my arguments. But what did I start with? This letter is written by people who for the first time in their fucking lives are possibly experiencing consequence in relation to their yeah, actual them. problematic behavior. Fair. And you, what you're saying is I don't want to go to HR. Fuck that. I don't want to go Listen, to HR. Yeah. I don't believe in policing, but I do believe if you say if you say the n-word in your workplace if you're going to be transphobic in our in my in my class i sure as shit should be allowed to say guess what i'm going to make sure that the institutional mechanics come down on you in a way that i don't think you're familiar with and i think not only by right but this is why why i said it you you are almost falling into whether intentionally or not this idea that Frankly, a lot of white people shouldn't experience consequence. The no, idea no, that the, no, no. but uh, whether your intention or not, but you're I'm saying not talk- but, I never but, brought but, up white people but, as an whoa, whoa, example. Whoa, whoa. But the, again, no. I'm, keeping I'm, thinking- within, I'm keeping it within context of the letter, right? I'm not. I don't. I don't want to divert too much away from what I brought as the topic for my segment. Right. Which and when is, I began yeah. saying that this is a response to people actually experiencing possibly, but not actually consequence. Right. But I, and I think to. What I want to end off with, and, and because mm-hmm. we do need to end off with this uh, and this segment, I want to end this with someone, something that was taught to me by a black woman who's Muslim. She's queer. She's dope. She's radical. <laughs> and she said this. Mm. White, uh, uh, uh. Su- white supremacy does not mean that you don't wear your heart on your sleeve. Mm. But what it means is as you wear your heart on your sleeve, the world will react very differently and come down on you or not very differently fair and so no no nobody is saying that people with money don't experience harm but what i'm saying is yes these people who might be white or rich who might be well-read and socialist if you're going to do certain things you sure shit deserve what consequences i agree with that but that is i agree but, but and boycotting or when black people were speaking to one another and we said guess what this person's canceled, and we were like, Cha! okay, good to know, right? <laughs> Where it came from, what it was about, which is really just another way of saying, it's hey, we're boycotting this person. And I support right? boycotts. Uh, of course, but, but it's, to, impor- to, it's important. But it seems like to it's, it's very yeah. important that we not twist things 
or we not see the benefit of the doubt in certain things such as this letter where that but that's not what's happening here right that's not that is not the current conversation and the within this letter and so that is why i think it's important for uh, you know as a, as a co-host to speak to another co-host but also the readers and, and listeners and viewers is to really think about what i said around we're not saying you don't have a heart on your sleeve but the world is reacting very differently and for once maybe in this moment we we as community have a certain ability to say we're not engaging you and yeah you might lose your job because if you said the if you if you were running around saying i don't think trans people should exist guess what mm-hmm you lost your job or to really end off to really end off my segment i say this you about to lose your job you about to lose your job a white queer tried to tell me that it was problematic and i said listen bitch your mama um we got some cold ice here i'm going to talk about um the Jeffree Star, James Charles, and <laughs> Shane Dawson drama, or as the YouTube community is calling it formally, uh, Carmageddon. Is that what they're actually calling it? <laughs> I'm crying. That's good. The I YouTube like community didn't know that they were actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> they said Dramageddon 1, Dramageddon 2, Carmageddon. <laughs> it's like Tornado oh, Shark. Been, it's just like the worst type of That should have been my drag name, Carmageddon. Carmageddon. <laughs> it's a good fucking it name. It is a good name. I wonder if she exists. <laughs> <laughs> Carmageddon, if you exist... At us, yeah. you know, maybe we'll have you on a guest spot because we like your name. <laughs> uh, hit us up on our email, social media accounts, at OK Work Podcast. Um, about two years ago, or a year ago, um, James Charles was called out by Tati Westbrook, who is, uh, and mind you, all the YouTubers I'm naming have millions of followers. Uh, James Charles, very popular white gay boy uh who gained popularity when he got um sponsored by i think like a uh, cover girl yeah i think so yeah and he was problematic and racist avi mm-hmm. um and Please, uh, yeah. and taddy westbrook has been on uh, youtube for like 10 plus years J- uh shane dawson has also been on youtube since its genesis um yep. <laughs> and then um oh, jeffree star was a uh myspace uh influencer who actually Cupcakes and razor blades. Ironically enough, I had it tattooed. I used to listen to Jeffree Star music. Oh shit! I did not know that part. Oh oh, I I have I was when I was an emo kid, so it's a whole scene, right? And so Jeffree Star yeah. was that whole thing. And back then, you didn't have those videos that were posted. It I'm was never in the cupcakes and razor blades. I w- I'm gonna play it for you folks after. <laughs> so these folks are on YouTube, and so James Charles was called out by Tati West Tati Westbrook for being essentially a predator and like uh, apparently um, influencing straight men to have relations with him. Mm-hmm. At the time he was like un- uh, like 20 or 19 years old. Um, a lot of folks had been saying that he has like really egotistical behavior. Right. He dehumanizes um, worker like um, servers. So, yeah, so he was called out last year. Tati used the excuse that she uh, she helped him, essentially got him brand deals, million-dollar brand deals, blah, 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 and that she was worried for his behavior, blah, blah, blah. He got, quote, unquote, canceled and lost uh, subscribers. Uh, mind you, he had, like, 
he has like 18 or 13 million crazy. Uh, subscribers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and then maybe lost a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, oh, no, actually, it was a couple. It was a couple million. Right. I think something. It was so crazy. It was like uh, historical <laughs> in, the online, in, in the online world and such a huge um, drop. And it was actually the reason why um, Social Blade no longer um, sh uh, does live uh, uh, readings and viewings of people's subscribers because of how intense that drop was. Wow. So, mm, yeah, totally. So, um, so obviously people monopolize on it. Folks like Jeffrey star and Shane Dawson and to be fair. So also, uh, Shane Dawson. So yeah, that was the issue. Shane Dawson has often now with more, uh, has been on YouTube for years, upwards of, of 10 the years, the OG of YouTube. And he did things like conspiracy theories, reaction videos, blah, blah, blah. He uh, recently started to dive into um, <laughs> documentaries and I use yeah. documentaries yeah. <laughs> in quotations. Um, and uh, he's often sympathizing or empathizing um with problematic folks very highly problematic mm -hmm. folks racists um and he's done his fair share of fuckery well, but too, i think yeah. uh, but i'd actually arguably i think that's why he does it right it's almost like a retribution to him like if i can what, what do you mean like i feel like he uh, gives space to specific folks who have that history because of his own history and it's almost like a retribution to himself oh yeah right so i get to like i want to atone uh, vicariously through this person without actually addressing the fact that I've done this harm, but right. that I'm just going to like give space to somebody that's done similar harm mm. yeah, and minimize it by forgiving them and then humanizing them. Whereas like, Oh, they have mental health and blah, 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 which fucking uh, bothers me to no end. The mental health argument. Oh my God. Like, I'm so tired. Right. Because it's like, we were talking about this recently is like a lot of us do for not everybody. And yes, mental health is a serious, like mm -hmm. if you, if you have like serious mental health issues, then like, yeah, it can be very, it can affect your life. It can affect your conduct. A lot of things, but it doesn't make you racist. It doesn't make you transphobic. <laughs> it doesn't make you misogynistic. Fast forward. Uh, <laughs> folks started uh, apparently only now pulling up videos of Shane Dawson uh, jerking up, uh, pretending to jerk himself off in front of Willow Smith as a 12 year old in a poster, uh, doing blackface. Which I'm like, this has been around the internet for years, everybody's known about it's this. It's not new, yeah, it's not new. Jeffree Star are the same ways, um, and folks are like, quote unquote, canceling Shane Dawson. Then Tati Westbrook came out with another video and denounced Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star saying that she was manipulated by them to release this information about James Charles, blah, blah, blah. And she did it because she cared about Charles and that she wanted him to do well. Yeah. Um, and when she did that and then the response how old was. is Tati Westbrook again? Oh, she's fucking 37. I know. <laughs> she's like 39, you almost 40. You were manipulated 40. by these two people to do this like. Which were fair, but I'm like. Well, there was a part. But also, no. Like, like bitch, are you dumb? responsibility for what you did <laughs> rather yeah. than completely put it on these two people who were already under um, scrutiny for good reason because of their fuckery. It but was an like, easy out. Yeah, it was mm. such an easy out. It was yeah. so convenient for her while people were finally realizing the problematic shit those two had done for her to she jump like, on oh, the bandwagon and totally. be like, oh, that's how I can get out of that the controversy mm -hmm. and also 
create a new controversy, but pretend I'm the good guy here. Mm. And I don't actually disagree that there was not some sort of co- not coercion, but I think that they amped each other up. Mm-hmm. I 100% right. believe, I believe that there's some truth in what she says. I actually also reject folks who use um, situations of trauma in order to also victimize themselves. Right. Where she went, well, I'm a victim of uh, abuse, which is very fucking serious. That uh, being a sexual assault survivor, um, she didn't invoke that until her, her integrity was being called into question. What does one have to do with the other? Because she didn't even use it as an example as to why she was calling out James Charles. Because if you were really centering the the harm that James Charles was potentially allegedly doing to his alleged, again, victims, why didn't you call the cops? Anti-police. But why didn't you call the cops? Why didn't you reach out to the victim? Why didn't you reach out to James Charles personally do something TJ-related, transformative Mm -hmm. with him? No, instead you did a public video. And then when you knew people were going to call you out on your integrity, you invoke um, a narrative that very easily we could all empathize with. We could Mm -hmm. all say, this is fucked up and Mm -hmm. you did not deserve that to Mm -hmm. happen to you in your experience. Um, So even so anyway, she released that video and and Shane Dawson stupidly did a live (laughs) watching it. I actually I love it. I think it's so wait, wait. raw. He watched her video. He watched her video live for the first time. Yeah, for like, the first time. And as soon as she went, uh, "I've been sexually assaulted," he went. Oh. <laughs> he rolled his eyes, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, how can you do that?" Blah blah. And I'm like, "But he's just seeing the mm. same thing that the rest of us saw. We just didn't do it on live." So yeah, he has been molested. He has faced sexual abuse. Which kind of goes, so anyways, that's Carmageddon now, you know, whatever. So James Charles uh, is now atoned for his bullshit. And um, and I actually don't think, I actually always rejected the whole like grooming straight boys or things, whatever. I actually do think he's too entitled. I think that he's a, been, he's not that talented. And I think that he's mm-hmm. been able to progress because he's a white boy. Mm-hmm. Right. A white gay man. And, he's um, pretty looking. What do you mean when you say the initial point uh, that you reject the, uh, the grooming point? Oh like, yeah. But, but that he, um, was trying to turn straight boys, uh, gay. Like you don't buy it or you don't uh, no, you reject I, it as an argument, a valid argument. I, I reject it as a valid argument towards him. Like, I don't think that's I don't think that's something that he was. I think that if he was maybe actively doing that and maybe we could talk about the socioeconomic uh, standpoint of that. Right. Um, most of the, none of those boys were younger than him. Right. Right. Maybe poor. Um, poor. <laughs> right. Anybody next to him. The power poor. dynamics. There's a power dynamic, but I actually will reject I don't think, one, I don't think he's smart enough to do that. Two, I think it's actually a larger conversation of just his entitlement. You know, I see these stories and I think, um, how much bandwidth do I have to to feel? And, and that doesn't mean that it's not, a, I genuinely think there's an interesting conversation to be had, but I think that the, the amount of outpouring of, of feelings and empathy yeah. that people have in these situations, yeah. to me, I just genuinely feel like there's so much I don't know. And like, I don't want to figure out if I care about James Charles or Tati. Like, it's not that I don't, it's like yeah. people are talking about it and I'm a cur- curious person. And so I will read up on it. I'm not saying like, ooh, I'm like Too above it. Yeah, that. like, fuck that. Pop culture, I'm above it. No, I'm about, yeah. like, but. No, but, totally but, in it, we are, so. Yeah, but like at some point. Like, we like to politicize trash. 
I just yeah. think it's weird to like invest so much like emotional bandwidth. <laughs> and I think it's an interesting study of like human stand behavior. Culture. Stand culture. Fucking stand culture is something else. It's a bit too much. It's fascinating. Yeah, I, like, listen, I, when uh, the Bayhive was funny until the Bayhive got weird. I, like, for, as an <laughs> so many people I know were Beyonce fans and then they went to a concert and they were like, this is a cult and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, yeah, stand culture, ha ha. And then other people were saying shit is just like, uh, we are not the same. I, like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I agree with you. The idea, I found it interesting when, like, I like I don't stay, like, I just knew Jeffrey, Jeffrey Star <laughs> trash. I was there, right? Uh, <laughs> like, you know him because I also just post. I'm trying to get ahead of the drama. I'm getting ahead of the controversy. I'm like, I buy Jeffree Star palettes. This is me. I'm problematic. <laughs> Cancel me if you want to, but I buy it. <laughs> I won't anymore. And yeah. I... <laughs> so, you know, and I think, but it's, I think pop culture is always so interesting in itself as like a microcosm of the issues in the world and like mm -hmm. how people respond. And this idea that like, oh, um, James Charles, that he's a predator. Mm, interesting. Okay. Are there power dynamics at play? Yes. Of course. But Definitely. <laughs> but a 19, 20 year old, is a predator because he he's supposedly convincing straight men, which is not yeah. Uh, there's evidence not, that proves I'm, who otherwise. Who are older yeah. than him to engage him? I'm I'm assuming sexually, is what they is what. But yeah. things have. But that's the joke. Is that none of it ever got sexual? None. Of, not even a kiss. It was talking. It was well, seeing each other. It was him flying them out. It's like it's not. The dynamic so, is so not and, it. And you know I. And he didn't. And, and then the, the, there was text messages that he posted out, which we can't always trust. But mm -hmm. if we were to trust the text messages, that they were actively engaging. Yeah, and, and of course, obviously, I'm, and he's I'm, got fucking eighteen million subscribers. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, of course, they, I'm like, but I'm like, people can be like, well, he, they're engaging him because of his money. Mm -hmm. So yes, that means that they're engaged, but that means they're knowingly engaging in the power dynamic, y'all, right? Like, listen, you're if right. you're gonna be a gold digger, you know you're being a gold digger, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, you're you're saying get that yes, money, and I'm trying to get my check. Unfortunately, right? they didn't but do they, nothing for him. Yeah, I'm like, they, you can suck a little dick, nigga. Like, damn, they got a sugar daddy. They got a sugar child. <laughs> One, I find that very interesting, and I find this idea uh, interesting in itself because I'm just like. But aren't you the same people that are okay with uh, mm -hmm. with young straight women having sexual relations for older straight men? Well, let's be clear, they're not okay with it. But or, it's like it's well, no, norm but, normalized. No, so, uh, but it's no, it's but no, it's this whole. It, it, no, I would say people are okay with it. People are like, you know, get your money, let this man die, get get his get his inheritance. From, from, oh, that's from what like you mean. a subculture, yeah. but not from a general society. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But but I I would you know what I would I argue. The people who are watching Jeffree Star's videos are probably the same sub are that subculture. <laughs> I'm not talking about you know Karen. I'm talking. I'm I talking hate about. That that's, I am talking yeah. about Jessica. talking about us. Who's also like. I mean, if James Charles would approach me, I'd be like, yes, uh, predator me, <laughs> like, like turn invisible with some dreadlocks. Like I don't give a fuck. Well, and so you know, I and I just and so I find it interesting that they were willing to call him a pre like. Oh, well, mm. he's trying to fly. I'm like. But str like, str and even like, okay, let's go more broadly. Y'all can't like, y'all can't even get on the vibe. But like, not. I actually don't think the subculture would have an issue with calling Trump 
like a misogynist and a rapist. But more broadly, society validates this man being able to do what he does. Right? He's a fucking president. So yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's like no. Well, exactly. Forty something percent of the United States voters voted for him. Yeah. Well, and so I'm like, of course, you know, uh, uh, like James Charles. Do I think he's Halton? No. And do I think? (laughs) Do I think he's a little? uh, I think. Do I think he's a thin white gay man who's pretty? And so he was able to capitalize off of that. Yes. He built his own little empire. Empire. Oh yeah. Right. Doesn't he sound something like that? He sounds something like that. I have no clue. I've never heard the sound of James Charles. Sounds a little bit like. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Share. Share sounds like this. (laughs) I am not James. Bitch. Um. So yeah, James Charles in a nutshell. And so, (laughs) Shane Dawson. Now the stuff that's come out about him has always been around. It's it's surfaced from time. And so I, I find it just fucking really confusing as to why people have such an issue right now. Um, however, there are certain things that he spoke about. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, before I get into that. So there are certain things that he uh, he talked about that I feel like people are dragging for that I don't think that they should because they're not coming from a trauma-informed lens. Uh, but before we go into that, Jeffree Star was very silent for weeks as Shane Dawson was being dragged. He said nothing. And then recently he came out with an apology video this nigga was an agrabah it was like <laughs> he was in the fucking palace of gold like just a sublime it was incredible that pr team uh i was listening uh, watching youtube videos and people were like whoever says pr needs to fire him and i and i was like actually arguably no um whatever he did worked Wait, he didn't why? respond. He, he well, because he did the Kim card, the the card. Well, the KKK clan, or sorry, the KK clan. The Not to be confused with the Klux Klux clan. It's the Kardashian clan. Um, you can confuse the two if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, I said don't get confused because they're the same person. Uh, <laughs> um. So, I, anyways, yeah, we could definitely talk about that. But one thing I d- I actually did, and I wanted to put out there, um, because I feel like it's kind of important, and uh, myself. And Coco um, talked about it a bit, uh, as well as Shay, is that um, Shane Dawson. Miss Shay. (laughs) Madame (laughs) Shay. The stuff around pedophilia, he is a victim or a survivor of sexual abuse and trauma. Mm -hmm. He's been molested Mm -hmm. from a young age. And so this rhetoric that he is now a predator. I don't know. I don't know his private life. But mm. from when he's exhibited online, kid, I'm not even a psychologist or whatever. But I'm like, this is somebody that was trying to figure out and understand what happened to him in a way that might not sit well with the rest of us. But that's how he came to understand. Like, he was asking questions like, why do pedophiles do this? Why do this? Probably because he wanted to understand his own abuse. Mm. So I actually reject the fact that folks are like, oh, he's a pedophile. He's Sorry, a, just circling that. back. So with Shane Dawson, just to make it clear, did he do a video about talking about pedophilia? Like, so yeah. So basically, he has in the past like made jokes like like to, like six years. He ago. sexualized. Uh, he sexualized like, Willow Smith at twelve yeah. years old, and, but he also made a joke about like a baby or like watch uh, like googling like naked babies to try to mm. see what pedophiles see and then his co podcast co-host said something like we're not talking about this you're you're veering into very like dangerous territory in terms of what you're saying um and he yeah he he would make jokes at times about sort of 
you know, like uh, teenage girls who were at this thing. And he's like, I know it sounds weird, but like they were hot or something. I'm not. I'm oh, no. Wait, he, like there was no. But let's just be fuck. Let's just say what the fuck it was. I forget. This was a young was- influencer who was tall, whose parents were actively allowing her to hypersexualize herself online. Does that make it okay for men and people no. to subject her to any sort of violence? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But let's not act as though like th- he wasn't saying anything that was innately violent um, and problematic. He's like he what he was the language he used was like he's like I looked at her profile and it was like sexy. Mm-hmm. That's what he said because apparently the content of what was on her page was aging. It aged her in a specific mm. way. Um, and he was uh, commenting on that? He was commenting on it. That's what I know. Like, she was, like, a cheerleader or something. Mm. Like, but that her, but she had a, she had a following online. Mm. So. So then he started to engage her profile. No, 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 no. Not engage her profile. She just, like, went up to him and, like, took a picture and that was it. To my oh, knowledge, okay. nobody's come out with, like, some He's not. Yeah. He's never. Yeah. He yeah. has not been accused of sexual okay. violence. But for the, for the listeners, it's more so that people's responses to him responding to like for example her profile people have been saying well that's pedophilia yeah or like obviously saying things like i fucking came on my cat or i fucking uh, googled naked babies to see what people pedophiles uh are interested in it's not that he's saying uh, assaulting uh minors Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and children but that he's saying you know just googling baby pictures and being like why Mm -hmm. what is it about this and as somebody who has been assaulted, it makes sense that he's doing those things. I think that the difference is that he was so fucking public with it. Mm, right. I don't he's know if he has or it. hasn't harmed. He's done some really fucked up and weird shit. But I think to like actively just call him to shame him for his process of healing is problematic. Mm-hmm. It goes against our ethics. And I think like to be very clear, like just as we were saying like we can't speak to the intentions of like even the authors or the 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 co-signers of like my article we're not trying to get into the full interior workings or give this man the benefit of the doubt no no but what we're saying is we know and very clearly he's let us know that he's had these experiences Mm -hmm. and to so quickly as if the pendulums discipline him you know in these ways is is problematic because it's like well let's talk about it and we and we can say like we can say like i say it's fucking problematic yeah we can say it's problematic and it's weird but it's just like at the same time you know I, like i get what you're saying it's like at the same time he's also it, publicized it, himself in a way that if he was causing harm to anybody he's already implicated himself. yeah well and at the same time i'm just like it's like you said it's just like so if he had done this privately i don't know like there's certain things around i'm just like if he had done it privately, would people have understood him doing that stuff privately as him healing? But is it because he did it publicly that you're now saying it's not it's not a process for him understanding himself? I mean, I'm speaking more specifically to when he said he was looking up and he was saying, you know, what is the point of like, why, why do they see this? Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about what he said about Willow Smith. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was, yeah that you know, and I think the other thing that like I find very interesting around people being like, you know, when he's commenting on someone's page. Someone, someone can be younger than 18 and be sexualizing themselves, and we can name it without saying that the person doing that naming is engaging pedophilia. Right. Because how many shows do we watch 
and these actors are in high, like for example gossip girl perfect example you know for example one tree hill perfect example all these people what's the what's the other one um OC. california yeah 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 you even knew i was about to say california <laughs> and so you know i i i find it very interesting people's response i'm like but we were also taught at a young age to understand ourselves while being under the age of 18 mm. as if mm. though we have bodies yeah. and mentalities mm. of adults like we watched these shows and consumed it so if you want to come at shane dawson for naming Someone's pro- like, and again, I haven't seen this video, so like, I I I, I tried cautiously in terms of like. Oh yeah, it's definitely not to defend him, but yeah, to just like, I'm, I'm like I'm inform not- that like I I don't know for mm-hmm. sure, and I don't want to defend him, mm-hmm. but I also am right, re- and I'm a very somebody's very critical of Shane mm-hmm. Dawson and these right. YouTubers, as also somebody that's experienced sexual yeah. child like childhood assault. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that I recognize mm-hmm. those questions. I recognize that questions. sort of behavior. Mm-hmm. I maybe not to his fucking extent mm. but that's not for me to fucking say everybody's path is their own really yeah. i think the reason why i brought this and these situations up was like the whole idea around cancel culture like he has his whole channel has been demonetized um he has received a lot of public backlash um so he is no longer making money from his youtube videos mm. uh, i don't know what his investments are obviously if you're rich like there's all these things. i don't know what his mm-hmm what this consequences for him look like. I do not know that he is experiencing them. And honestly, finally though, mm-hmm. um, just for the other stuff that he's done, I just want to, I just, I guess I want to bring up the other stuff to be like, no, I'm going to actually reject uh, these notions that he is like, I don't know for sure. I'm not going to stand by it, but I'm not also in the same way that I'm, I'm going to say that I don't know what uh, James Charles was doing, but I know that this is not it. Mm-hmm. In the same way as like, uh, if Shane Dawson is, is has said these things, I'm going to also humanize him a bit and say this is also a, a person who clearly was at the time at the time um, working through something that he didn't fully understand very publicly on a platform that honestly was not very like. It wasn't like YouTube at the time was at not the like time. that. No, yeah, for sure. And there, there are valid critiques to be made, but a lot of the time the critiques that are being made are not, in our opinions, the valid or interesting or substantive ones. Love that. Let's segue. Are we talking about the amazing song that you fucking wrote and produced? She's an artist. I've been fucking like, have you not been playing it? I play it on fucking repeat all the time. No, you don't. No, I promise you. I promise. I promise you. I play it on repeat all the time. I'm like. The Yo, first, this is, I didn't the expect this. The first time you sent it to me, and I'm sitting on the toilet, and my leg is numb because I've been went, on the toilet so long, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she did that. She fucking did. No, it's so good, and I fucking play it for anybody that'll listen. Aw, I honestly, I don't it's have just, anybody, so no one else it. has heard it. But <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. good. I, I love it. I mean, like, it felt like the right vibe to me, but we didn't really talk about it yeah. besides me saying but even with the logo I'll talk about that too i mean what do you guys think of the logo well we i love think the that logo. you and your partner are incredibly creative and shout talented. out to mark mark we love, you, love mark. you mark thanks babe thanks babe <laughs> but you you and your partner are so incredibly talented you, you literally encap like encompassed and encapsulated I feel like something that we didn't even realize that we needed. you gave us what we didn't know we needed Aww, well, we gave an idea and we we're like and you y'all went 
No. If y'all saw, <laughs> if y'all saw my idea, meaning I mean, I said drawing, no to your. I said no to your. Actually, I was there like, was, I... there was original art made by the by one of the co-hosts. We're not going to name who it was. Maybe we're, we're going to re- when we re- <laughs> the, the, oh, we no. have it. When no, we get a thousand, no, 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 I have it. I screenshot. When we reach, hold on. When we reach a thousand followers, I'm going to post it on our Instagram. I'm just going to make sure there's always one person who unfollows, so we never reach a thousand. I will say the topic of creativity, um, my makeup and Shay's makeup, Miss Shay, excuse mm-hmm. me. Get it correct. Um, <laughs> um, was done by Rachel. And so we, you did your own makeup at like fucking 7 a.m. And so like and credit where credit's fucking you. <laughs> hungover is so fucked up. <laughs> we also have a special guest. In the audience. Who's been here for multiple hours. <laughs> for multiple hours. Who, who was sitting here in moments cringing and other moments chuckling and other moments going, mm. <laughs> We would like to introduce Marissa, our videographer for this, hello, this hello. episode. Hi. Hi. <laughs> also, uh, Strap TO is one of the best queer parties in Toronto. Yes, yes, Strap. <laughs> right. Amazing merch. Oh, and no, we're can... not being sponsored by Strap. This we're is not. just a Boy, genuine bitch. No, shout No, bitch, I am, though, because I'm... <laughs> oh, 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 I, I'll, be, right. I'll be contributing to some of okay. their merch. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got any questions, but Miss Coco, you got questions? Yes, I do. Okay, um, girl, work. So our question of the month. Uh, is uh, what the fuck am I saying in the theme song? They thought the uh, choice of wording may have been a little bit uh, unusual uh, in one case. So let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to post the same this question as an Insta story, and we will be posting it on our Twitter. So comment or answer the question on whatever platform you prefer at OK Work Podcast on all social media platforms. I think okay. we'll shout you out in the next episode too. Mm-hmm. Whoever has it right. Yeah, if you get it right, we we'll will. shout you out. Yes. It'll be in, if you get it right, uh, Coco told you. <laughs> Maybe. We know you lie. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> and speaking of OK Work and specifically work, the work of the month for this episode is for y'all to go get yourself read and resourced, okay? <laughs> on abolition. Uh, so you're going to go and you're going to look up Miss Angela Davis. You're not going to look up Robin D'Angelo. And I don't <laughs> no, know why the fuck don't. y'all stop buying this book. Stop white womanhood white woman on money. white fragility. I'm white, tired. white, 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 white. So what you're going to do is you're going to go buy that book and you're going to go read it. You're going to go engage. You know, there, there's actually a very recent video um, panel that she's on with the Dream Defenders, I believe it is. It was in June, so if you looked up Gene Defenders on Facebook, you can find the the video, and it's a really good um, conversation about Angela Davis talking about abolition, but also like what does it mean? Like what is what is Black radical unity, mm. for example? So you're gonna go you're gonna go watch that, um, and you're gonna do that work because we're not doing it for you. Mm. Yep. And that's the end. <laughs> and y'all. that's the fucking deal. All right, folks, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platform you're on like and share on twitter instagram spotify itunes through apple podcasts uh remember it's at okay work podcast all one word all Goodbye. Right, okay work <laughs> uh, okay work